Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If they're winning. And so, you know, and they're not. And it's, I'm with you, John. It, you know they can do it because played one of the toughest schedules they've ever had starting exactly. out. Exactly. And I was just like you, man. I thought, oh, wow. Okay, he's figured it out. Yep. You know, we, yep. we get through this, and then the, the, the league is going to be pretty easy. And so, ain't so easy. Nope, it ain't. Hey, Frank, appreciate the call, my friend. Four four five zero nine two nine. We're going to be taking your calls here. Uh, we go to Corey. Corey, you're on. Jason, John, how's it going, guys? Yo, Yo brother. Man, I hate we have any conversation, man. This sucks, man. It does. It does. This is awful. This is awful. But hey, I wanted to say, uh, you know, um, I just don't understand how these guys are okay with losing. That's you lose two in a row. That should be it. That should be enough to get your act together. And I really hate this opinion, man. But I look at it, you know, I blame college sports, man. You know, I mean, I mean, for sure, you know, as the coach, Penny and, and his staff got to take the, the brunt of the blame. But 13 transfers it is, right? 13 transfers? I mean, it's some. It's it's double digits. Thirteen new faces, yeah. I think it is, with all the freshmen. Okay. Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, so that's, that's thirteen guys that came right. from disgruntled situations. That's thirteen guys who couldn't face adversity in their past situations. That's thirteen guys who think we can bring here and form a cohesive unit. It's it's merely impossible. I mean, I think the only reason we went in early in the year is because yeah. we hadn't been figured out. We hadn't been figured out that other teams weren't as together as they are now. But this is a team that shows they can't come together, man. And this sucks. And I was hard on last year's team because we only had Kendrick and DeAndre who could score the ball. And the other guys were just like, you know, um, guys or whatever. But I would love to have that team right now. I apologize to last year's team. I was too hard on them because, man, that team fought. They won I, the I, I, I miss that team, defended. bro. <laughs> I miss I, that I miss team you. hard because, yeah, and thanks <laughs> for the call, it, Corey. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Corey. You know, this, this team doesn't have that fire. They just don't. They have more talent, but they don't have the fire. Um, and sometimes fire can win you games in college basketball. And, and not having it can lose you games in college basketball. You'd like to com- be able to combine the two. Um, but this is not happening on this team. We go to Daryl. Daryl, you're on. Hey, fellas. Hey, good afternoon. How y'all doing? Yo. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, uh, look, man. Hey, I got a couple points real quick. Uh, you know, I'm disappointed like everybody else. Um, I think one of the biggest issues that I see – is that Penny does so much sub, and I mean, he almost looked like he almost like a mad scientist out there, just putting players in different places. He's subbing in, seems like every dead ball. Uh, and so, for me, your guys cannot have no kind of chemistry, whether it's offense or defense, if you're constantly subbing different people out. And hey, it's like you're still trying to figure it out. It's halfway over with, and so you suppose have been and had this figured out by now. So you're going to have chemistry issues. Hey, when you are just constantly subbing people in constantly. I mean, hey, you're playing 10, 11 players a game, and and I'm thinking to myself, like, what other coaches doing that? Hey, if you – Penny came in and said he wanted no smoke, and then he wants to compete with the Dukes and the Kansas and the North Carolinas and all these guys. Well, well, if you look at the way they structure their teams, hey, they're only playing seven, maybe eight guys at the most. Their main guys are playing at least 30, 25 to 30 minutes a game. He, his guys are not doing that, so – so, so I think he is just doing way too much sub, and you cannot establish no kind of chemistry like that. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, you play two minutes in the game, and next thing you know, you sub and you point guard out, and your and hey, and your and your wing guy putting in somebody else like that ain't getting the floor of the game. So to me, that makes no sense. And also, you, you know, hey, when you see some of these guys, his players, and hey, they turn the ball over and, and just making dumb decisions. There's no accountability. Right. Penny don't say anything to him. He kind of just let him just play. And, and to me, that's more like an NBA coach because NBA coaches don't yell at their players. They just let them figure it out. But Penny has to be a coach and not an NBA coach. Mm-hmm. He has to be a college coach. That's right. And, 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 and hey, he needs to understand that. And, so well, he's got to decide. He's got to decide ultimately. Yes. I mean, hey, 
that laid back approach, hey, just does not work with today's kids. You have to give them no doubt. instruction. No, you are the question. coach, man. Hey, Daryl, appreciate the call. I want to go. I want to mention this stat really quickly. Memphis brought in. I think if you count Tomlin, that would be ten. Ten transfers. The only other schools that brought in nine, as many as nine, mm-hmm. West Virginia, St. John's, Penn State. All three out of the uh, out of the NCAA tournament. The difference with Memphis is that these three programs are all on first-year coaches. Uh, Shrewsbury at Penn State, Patino at St. John's, and then whoever, I don't know who the uh, West Virginia interim it was, or whoever, whoever took over for Bob Huggins after the stuff, right? And all three of those teams are out of the tournament and uh, on first-year coaches. Memphis is the only school that brought in that many different transfers um, with, a, with an experienced coach. And this is, I'm just starting to wonder, is this what you get? Uh, we go to Drew. Drew, you're on. Hey, how y'all doing, man? I love y'all show. Thank you, it, bro. Yeah, man, I just think that none of the players, they, they just don't play for the for the name on the jersey. You know, people from Memphis, we love Memphis, the Tigers. We love the Tigers. You got to play for that name on the jersey. I mean, you, you just had, I mean, Tomlin should be our focal point of the offense. The man is 6'11". He can he could get to the rim at any time. He's so passive. We turn the ball over so much, oh. and it seems like since we lost Jermaine Johnson, as our defense has has suffered tremendously. Maybe that's what it is, Drew. Thanks for the call. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, is there is there a uh, is there a spot for Jermaine on this show? You know, uh, on the, on this show or on that team? Well, there have been spots in the past for both. Yeah. No, we, we maybe we need a third chair. I know, I know this. Jermaine was a dude, and he's known for this. It's his brand holds folks accountable. He'll scream at you. He'll curse mm-hmm. you out. Yeah. Uh, we go to Chris. Chris, you're on. How you doing, fellas? Thank you for taking my call. Yes, Drew just took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. We need Jermaine Johnson back on this staff. He was the catalyst for the defense. So I'm pushing for Jermaine Johnson. Thank you guys so much. Chris, thanks for the call. Jermaine, where you at, brother? Jermaine and Penny have talked this week, but oh, uh, not about him returning. Turning that I know of, but okay, they, they, yeah, yeah, we need a de- I don't, we I don't need think, a defensive I don't think that's like a se- coordinator. I, my whole thing, uh, talk to him, bring him on in, bring him yeah. on back. Didn't we? Do, what, was it last year that they brought? What, we yes. had him as a guest yes. during the season. Yes, then they rehired him. Yes, exactly. So in a different and the, role, and and the quotes afterwards were literally the defense got better because Jermaine's in there yelling at him. Basically, four four five oh nine. He's a defensive nine. coach. We go to Carl. Carl, you're on. Hey man, how's it going? What's up, brother? Carl? Man, this is crazy. You know, it is. I'm sitting here listening, and it's just like three weeks ago, the, the city of Memphis was going to make Penny the mayor. And now, all of a sudden, three weeks later, and we're trying to crucify the man. I really think that Penny has a certain level of control, but there's a certain level of control he does not have. As I watched the camaraderie of that team last night, there's something internally and probably that those guys are discussing among themselves that Penn is not involved with that is causing not them to jail like they did at first. We cannot question what Penny did because three weeks ago we were singing the praises of bringing those 13 players together and how great it was to bring them together and how good they were doing. Now all of a sudden we're saying, hey, destroy him, get rid of him, whatever. We need to think about there's some things I think that he does not know that is going on internally. When I saw Tomlin not want to dap up Jones, that was a clear indication. It's some stuff that Penny don't know that's going on behind the scenes. That's what I believe. Hey, Carl, thanks for the call. Let's let's, let's take that point because you're going to see a little bit of that, right? Like, oh, three weeks ago everybody was saying, well, three weeks ago the team was freaking great. They were winning games. Right. And now they're not. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's it's really that simple. I mean, ultimately, your job is not to win the first 13 games of the season, and that's it. No matter what happens the rest of the way, we're just going to say, hey, well, weren't those 13 games so great? Oh, you got to finish the job. And if you don't finish the job, and if it looks as ugly as it looks, you have to adjust. You have to uh, – the commentary has to change, right? Mm-hmm. If CJ in the first semester is an amazing student mm-hmm. and he brings home nothing but A's and B's, Maybe not even any B's, but then the second semester happens and he starts bringing in C's and D's. Are you going to sit there and say, 
But man, that first semester, you were killing it, brother. Man, let's just let's just celebrate that first semester. You're gonna be like, what the hell is going on with you, man? Mm-hmm. Well, are you playing too much Fortnite? Are you on drugs? Search the room. He's ten. So it's, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, he's not on drugs. You you adjust the commentary in your and your viewpoints based on things that happen, that developments, right. right? It was a good metaphor until you brought the drugs in. Drugs. PlayStation and YouTube. Check the check the room, Keith. You're on. Hey, uh, I agree with what Daryl was saying earlier about the uh, uh, NBA approach. Uh, you can't play eleven guys a game. I mean. That just doesn't work in college. It never has. I mean, remember Calipari's platoon system? I don't even know how far that team went. They didn't They didn't bring home the prize. That's like the only example I can think of. But another thing, too, is, uh, yeah, the team was playing great, if you want to say that, but you're hitting buzzer beaters against Tulsa. Yeah. You go to overtime and barely beat UTSA. You're a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Fair. Plus, I mean, no one's really having this conversation, but – Passner was here seven years and won two tournament games. I mean, Penny's kind of in the same spot, and everyone got tired of Passner. So, I mean, when does that fatigue sort of set in with Penny? Well, I mean, he, the team's probably people are going to get tired of Penny if if it if it continues on this trajectory. If he doesn't go to the tournament, if he doesn't win games, like that's not all of a sudden just not going to be the case. There will be a push for that. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. But I appreciate the call. Yeah, look, if it, if it goes that way to seven seven seasons, two tournament wins. A, he's not Josh Pastor, so he's going to get a longer leash because of his. He should because of his, you know, his his meaning to the university. Mm-hmm. But those conversations would happen if that's what it looks like in a year from now. Uh, Morris, you're on. A couple more, and then we'll uh, go to a break. Morris, you're on. Hey guys, how you doing? And I love your show. Thank you, Morris. Um, our question is: Early in the season, Penny was talking about how close the players was. Now it seems like they can't stand each other. I mean, wh- what's the deal with that? And I feel like Penny should start looking more at the local talent. Uh, this young man, Christopher Gilliam, is the junior. He's off the chain, and Penny is not even giving him a look. And like you said, we need some Memphis guys that know what Memphis basketball is all about. Yep. So that's my point, man. Penny, look at your local guys and give them a fair shot because some of these guys that's coming from out of town, apparently they don't know the importance of Memphis basketball. That's all I have. Y'all have a good day. Hey, Morris, thanks for the call. Um, Appreciate you, Morris. You know, real quick on this, y'all could not, and I'm not speaking to you, but y'all could not wait for ALO's eligibility to run out. Oh, I remember conversations about having too many Memphis players. Like, a lot of y'all, okay. But that's that's the bouncing around that fans and I mean, some media do. But, I mean, like, it was, a, it was a pretty consistent thing over the years that y'all could not wait for ALO to be done with the oh, program. ALO had a... Man. How desperately does this Memphis basketball team need an Alex Lomax? Penny mentioned it the other day Yeah, his radio show. Yeah. Harking back to a guy like him. Like, just somebody that has some want to and some spirit and that has pride about Memphis. I do think that's a real thing, not just in Memphis, but everywhere. It's like, why do I care about this university when I'm only gonna, I'm only here for a check? I'm like, I'll be gone in nine months. I don't care what happens, uh, ultimately, in the end. Kendrick was actually the unicorn because he cared about winning, uh, you know, and going to the NCAA tournament, and that was his whole thing. He could have gotten NIO, you know, from anywhere, but he wanted to come here and play for Memphis and Penny, you know? And, like, I feel like that's really not the the motivation for most of these guys for whatever reason. Tony, Tony, you're on. What's going on, guys? Tony. Um, let me say this. Alex Lomax is not running through that door this year. Oh, sir. But the fact is, is that it doesn't take a Memphis player to play defense. You got to get stops. And these guys, they're fifth-year seniors. And you mean to tell me they can't play basketball? I mean, they can't defend? You know, I'm going to give a little secret to everybody out here. The one thing that you cannot do, I don't care what basketball play you make, the hips don't lie. If you square a man up, you watch his hips, he cannot, I don't care what move he makes. If you're playing defense, you can even cheat on defense and catch up with the hips. But these guys, it's, you know, I texted you the other day, Jason, and I said, Jermaine need to come back. You know, I, I, I said that a lot of these guys, they don't act like they black guys because they can't dance. I mean, when you're running on the side of your man to play defense, on the side of it, that's ridiculous. Some of the things that I see, who's the guy named that played for Temple? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, as good as he is offensively. He is terrible on on the defensive end. 
Same way with JQ. JQ is awful playing defense. He can't match up with a lot of these little speedy guards. It's costing him along with his bad decision-making on passing. And that's been a lot of the difference in a lot of these games. But I made a point to you guys the other day, too, that they seem to be a counter-puncher team. They got to get punched in the mouth in order to get them going. But it's not going to work for them if they don't catch up. Now, if they get it back together, they'll be a dangerous team in the AAC tournament. But let's be honest, where are they really going to go? And I think that while the the transfer portal might be the great equalizer along with three-point shot, this thing is not going to work. It's ugly basketball throughout college basketball. Tony, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, what a uh, – yeah. Shakira, Shakira. I don't know, like watching the, you know, defensive stances necessarily. I do know that, man, Rice was slicing their ass up on them backdoor cuts, though. Yeah. Hips don't lie, according to Tony. I mean, yeah. And it was a white player, nonetheless. Hey, the, that dude was slicing it was like, you up. And by the way, it was the <laughs> – like, when you, like, uh, think about, like, a white basketball player, you know what I'm saying? Yes. He was the white. Oh, the personification. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was yes. – Max Fiedler, not at he was not a very athletic fella. It, you know, it, it didn't appear. He was like the he was like the players in the Colorado meeting room that Dion said, "Y'all got to get the hell up out of here." <laughs> that's what they, that's what they looked like. Yes. That's what he looked like. Um, yeah, I think for the most part, very fair calls today. Actually, yeah, um, you know, and and I would like I because I think here's the thing, and we'll bottom line. We're actually just going to go straight into Drew. There's I don't I don't know is the rundown. I don't think the rundown has a sponsor. I think we can. You know, it's, it's, uh, we can make this part of the rundown if you want to do that. But um, it's not a um, it's not a decision that is going to have to be made, right? It's not like, oh, my, well, you know, we're not there. It, but it does sort of. I mean, look, you just you just project this stuff out. You're like, where, what, like, a progress report? What, where's it going? You know, that, to, I, and I don't know the answer. I mean, it feels like it's kind of sputtering. I thought yeah, you and Torvik have had. Had the answer. Well, I know where the this. Last, I know where this team is going. We we we've been in denial. But what? Where's but the, his predictive? Where's have been the right, program? No? What, what 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 would his predictive? I don't even think his predictive had him losing last night, though. It couldn't have. Oh no no. And no. that's what's helped drop this thing but down. He, which I, is I think 7%. He, I think you know. Look, yeah, like you just knew that this team was not going to take care of business the way that they should have. You know that was that was clear and obvious. But it's like if he, I wish he had a program predictive. Where would the program? Is, is the arrow pointing up? Is it now pointing down? probably pointing down because you've taken a step back this year. You're out of the tournament once again in February. You're not in the tournament. That's a step back. So how do you change that? How do you fix that? How do you address that? What is Penny's plan in the offseason? You know, is it just to do this all over again? I mean, you're going to have to. You're almost forced to this year. Yeah, because you? your your yeah. personnel is yeah. situation. How many, how many of those guys, multiple years, Yeah, man. Is the, you know. I mean, are so, your foundation going? Are we going to do? Are we are we going to go through the same exact thing again in a year from now, where it's just a bunch? We of, said that's that's too much. I mean, yeah. So it's like you have, have to. The there's not enough continuity, man. And look, like Jonathan Lawson is not playing for Creighton, you know. Yeah. But like it would, it actually would have been nice to have the Lawsons as just as an example, like just as a like a foundational piece of players you're bringing back. You but know? that's the danger of bringing along, you know, guys like that that you want here. They don't play that first year red shirt. Don't get the time they want. Not, I think. Uh, I mean, he right. was getting pretty decent he minutes was. too. He and now certainly he's not more than he all. was getting at Creighton. Now, yeah, man, it's true. That's a good. But, thing. Then, but then, but then they leave, and it's and it's, it's a waste of all, uh, time and resources. So, so you got to constantly be on them, so that by year know, two, three, four, you know, it's paying off for you because you exactly. need some of those to keep the identity, to keep the <laughs> tradition, to yeah, keep man. the want to, and for it to matter to these players to the point that you know we've discussed in this NIL era how. Doesn't seem like they want it for the yeah. school. They want the check. Exactly. So you got to have ones, man. You got to have these multiple years, guys. We said that going in, though, that yep. this was not ideal having to flip it 12, 13 guys every year. That's just too not hard on a coach. And now you're you're getting exposed. Exactly. In right. terms of, you know, right. you've hit adversity and all the flaws are coming out. Whew, what a day here on the show. We'll come back. Drew Hill's going to join us. We'll turn the page to some happy news, Jason. As uh, Marcus Saul's jersey is being retired, I'm I'm also getting word that the Tigers are going to retire Max Fiedler's jersey uh, from the Rice performance last night. That's going to go up alongside Marks. So, yeah, lots of busy times coming up. Sad times, very, very. 
Do that next. Jason and John, I turn to... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ESPN. Drew Hill. The Drew Hill. The only Drew Hill that we recognize on this show. Covers the Grizzlies for the daily. Yeah, yeah, the only one. There ain't another one, all right? Bottom line, at the end of the day, he joins us every single Thursday, covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian, and he joins us now. Hello, my friend. How are we doing? Hello. I think the real question is, uh, how are you doing, John? Because <laughs> I heard your rants last night on on uh, X Spaces, and I'm concerned about you. That was, a, that, was a, that was a different person. That was not the person you're talking to right now. Uh, I think you owe at least... Thirty dollars into the swear jar. <laughs> that one definitely got a little, got a little heated, you know. But but I'm a passionate man. I always have been. Always will be, you know. Especially when it comes to the Memphis Tigers. At the end of the day, that is that is how I how I grew up. It's how I came up. I can't change that. And um, in, my, in my entire life, I have never seen this basketball program lose to Rice at home. And so it evoked um, some very deep seated, some very angry. And confusing emotions. There's no well, doubt about that. I haven't got a chance to listen to the show today, which I usually do, uh, but I haven't had a chance. So I'm curious. You told me you were going to take callers. Did you take callers, and how did that go? We did, and and you know, look, people were pretty. I would say rational about it. Um, I, I think most people understand the score that it's not it's not the time to have a coaching conversation yet. That doesn't mean that they approve of the job that is being done, but. You know, look, it's it, it. This is a multi-prong issue, and I think the callers sort of recognize that they don't play defense, they don't have team chemistry. You know, Penny hasn't fixed it. The lineup changes are weird. You know, I mean, all of it. You know, that's that, that and that's why it's like, you know, to me, I, it was easy two years ago to sort of get the chemistry back on track with that Memphis team because Penny just ixnayed Imani Bates from the situation. You know, like he just removed him. And the team automatically took off. What do you like? What's the fix here? Like, what's the what is it like? Does anybody have the, the solution? No, actually, they keep telling you they don't. So I think no, I, that's the yeah. problem. No, I don't think they have a, a clear solution, and I'm gl- I'm glad that that's the case. I, I find that to be the case more times than not, um, and I think you're a perfect example here because usually what takes place on X is a lot different than what takes place in real-life conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yeah. no, I, But, like, look, everybody, I watched the game last night. There's a reason to be upset because, and I, I tweeted this, because I, when they took the lead late in that game, my thinking was, okay, well, they haven't played well. This isn't going well. Um, but if they find a way to come together as a team and win this game anyway, like when David Jones hit the shot to take the lead, I was like, all right, they're going to win this game, right? 
And if they found a way to win, even in a loss that is, I guess, discouraging based on the level of play on the court, it can still be galvanizing to come together. It can be unifying mm-hmm. to come together and find a way to win an ugly game. Like, get right wins, they come all kinds of different ways, right? And, like, even take the Grizzlies, for example. You know, I don't I don't remember exactly, but I remember that, that game that they played against the Suns when they had nobody available and they won. And it was a hideous game for the most part. But it was it was unifying and galvanizing, and like it it pulled the momentum of the season forward. And I'm not saying that this Tigers win would have been the same; it's a different scenario. But it could have been. And then for it to go so poorly those last few minutes, like all of the decisions were wrong. Mm. All of the decisions mm. were wrong. The passes were totally careless. On defense, you've got guys gambling. You've got switches on the perimeter in which guys aren't up on the only guy that's killing you from the three-point line for the most part. You know, it's just so much of it just made no sense whatsoever. And I was, I you know, I, I saw Penny's comment about we're teaching the right things, but it's not translating. And I saw it kind of got people ran with that a little bit saying like, you know, Penny doesn't assume the responsibility, but after listening to the full Penny press conference, he did responsibility. Um, so that made me feel a little bit better about the situation, but that was a freaking disaster. Like that was, it was a disaster. And I'm not trying to be doomsday here today, but no, I mean, it, it, it was, but, that. but you know, when, when we, when we invited you on, we thought, man, we finally get a little reprieve. You know, we a, thought, you know, the fresh yeah, air. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I never thought we would get to a place in this basketball season where the Grizzlies were like cover for the like it, they were like a safe space, you know, to get away from the Tigers. Yeah. I never thought that, but they are <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And, and that and that hasn't been, you know, great either. But at least we can accept, you know, but the injuries and everything like what it ultimately is uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Marcus Gasol. Now that 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 era was before you got to town, but so they're retiring his jersey. Is that the the ceremony in April? Yeah. So this is something that uh, has been in the works for a while. Um, I think it's been relatively known that he was going to retire um, at the end of this season uh, that he's having over in Spain, which is pretty incredible, by the way, being a player, owner, and GM of a team. That's pretty wild. Um, and so it was just the Grizzlies playing the waiting game. That I know that they've been working towards having this be possible late in the season, and obviously they wouldn't have been able to make it possible had they not known in advance that this was probably coming. So it was a matter of time of getting the announcement out of the way and I think it's going to be a really cool um, event. Uh, you know, it's it's. I, I I remember the Zebo movie like that they put together, and just thinking, wow, this is really well done and really cool. And I wasn't here for this era, and I wasn't a Memphis basketball fan during this era. But it gives you the feels, right? And it's my understanding that there's going to be the same for Marc Gasol, and so I'm looking forward to watching that and. To, to some level, being able to feel everything that people felt um, during those moments. So I think it'll be a great event. Um, they got the Cavs tonight, and, you know, as shorthanded as they've been at times this year, and you had to, what, sign Matthew, Matt Hurt to a 10-day just to have eight the other the other night. The, the consistent thing somehow is the effort that you're getting um, every night, like it's one thing that you can. It feels like you can depend on about this Grizzlies team. It feels weird saying that, but that this effort level is going to be there. Um, what do you sort of expect tonight? Vince Williams back on the floor, right after after missing the last game. Yeah, you would think. I mean, Taylor Jenkins said it was going to be, um, it was it was going to be one of these back to back games that he expected both he and Luke could be available. So we'll see about Luke. Um, probably in the next game, but uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching the new 10 day signings. Honestly, I wrote a little bit about this this morning. This feels like uh, America's got talent, but for the G league, right? Because these are not typical 10 day dudes. (laughs) These are players that are putting up big numbers down there and haven't 
really had the NBA opportunity yet. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. Like this isn't Jalen Noel, right. Who's played right. several NBA seasons and you're bringing him on cause you're trying to win. No, this is a showcase of, okay, let's see if either of these dudes are a natural fit. And if anybody could end up on a two way deal or, um, on or, or with a, a chance to make the main roster. So, and they're very different players, which makes it interesting as well. So, I want to see him in action. I think this is a great opportunity to do that, and it's like uh, it's like the NBA draft, except in February. John liked a Womo, right? That's what we talked about when the signing happened. How much you liked him in in college, wasn't it? Yeah, the uh, Princeton, because he yeah the I, kid at Womo. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't I'm pronouncing that yeah, correctly. I wasn't watching him in the regular season, but the but the tournament. You know, I was just saying I I love his IQ. I'd rather have a guy with a high IQ than you know, <clears throat> a, 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 what, like I, I value that more than most other basketball Do you lean coaches. toward one or the other, Drew, in terms of who you, you know, got high lean, hopes for? No, I don't lean towards either, honestly. Huh. Uh, as I said, I feel like they're different players. Yeah, they are. You know, Jemison is more of like a uh, a bruiser. He's a screen setter. Mm-hmm. He's going to go get you rebounds, offensive rebounds. Like, okay, let's see you do it at the NBA level. He got a 10-day with the Wizards. And they used him, I think, for 50 seconds in one game and 30 seconds in another game before the 10-day ran out. So never saw the court. So let's see what happens if he actually gets some playing time because the Grizzlies do need that. And, you know, they they could benefit from having a center in waiting. I'm not saying he would be it because, you know, you've got draft picks and stuff like that, but in free agency. So I think that's interesting to me. And then Iwoma is interesting to me as well because he's more of a versatile type. He's a passer. He can set screens. He can play out of the high post. Um, he's another big, but a big that just does different stuff. And so I don't know. I don't lean towards one in particular. I'm just looking forward to seeing them both out there and seeing what they can do. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I really actually do enjoy the way that this Grizzlies team is competitive, you know, like in in spots where you just don't feel like they really should be with what they have. I love that, you know, beating the Magic, you know, beating the Heat, like uh, leading the Kings for the majority of the game doesn't really make any sense based on personnel, but it's happening. I just wonder, like, is it just because like our expect, like, is that is that the is it because? And I'm asking you a question about myself, but I think it's like more of a fan based thing too. Do you enjoy it more because you know there are no expectations? I mean, is like, or would we otherwise be enjoying this if, you know, like, is you know what I'm saying? Is it just because yeah. we know that there's like, we have nothing to expect from with what they have? Uh, that's definitely part of it. I do think that there's something to be said for the players as well as this, as it relates to this, because you've heard a lot of them say, we can just go out there without fear of making mistakes and play freely, and I think that's actually really helping them because. When you have John, Dez, and Jaron on the floor, you're expected to win, and you're trying to fit into your role, and you play tight sometimes as a result of that. And then when you took that away, it kind of opened things up for everybody. And I think when they did that, it helped them be more competitive. And then there's also just great storylines. Like Vince is just a great story. Um, so he's very enjoyable to watch on a nightly basis. And no, this isn't the high flying, you know, three point shooting team that it is when John Dez are on the court, but it is still an entertaining product. It's entertaining to watch Jaron develop and be able to see it happen in front of you with the way that they're using him now. And it's entertaining to, to be surprised by some of these guys when they come out and play, really well. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep up this competitive rate that, the way that they have the rest of the season. It's just a tough ask, but it has been entertaining to watch, and the product itself, like, if you're at home, I know that they're probably not headed to the playoffs, but it's still worth watching a Grizzlies mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, seven days from the trade deadline, Drew, just just what are you anticipating? And I guess I'd, I'd start that with chances that they – you know, move a, a Luke Kennard. What, what are you What are you anticipating for the Grizzlies ahead of trade deadline day, if anything? Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any earth-shattering news here. I mean, outside of maybe one of the players that they've always had 
their eye on for a long time. I mean, we we, we know that they've been involved with Mikhail Bridges, right? Doesn't sound like Brooklyn wants to move him. But, like, if there's a player, it sounded like when they acquired Marcus Smart, that was a player that they had had their eye on for a long time. Like, I think this front office does a good job of identifying these are the guys we are willing to be very aggressive to go get. If any of those players, and who knows who those players are, but if any of those players are on the market, you might see a big trade. But I would probably project that you're not going to get anything huge, maybe something on the margins. And Luke Kennard is definitely interesting because he can help the playoff team for sure. And his contract is big enough next season on the team option that it creates problems for you, especially with the cap coming in a million dollars less than they projected it to be next season. So you have to find a way uh, to make space. And then on top of that, you got Vince Williams Jr. doing what he's doing Mm -hmm. and looking like a plenty productive offensive and defensive player. And you still didn't get to see Marcus Smart with Ja. So, yeah, I mean, he makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. Um, Personally, I love watching Luke Kennard play. He's a great guy in the locker room. So part of me hopes he sticks around. But, yeah, I mean, of course. And then you also got to look at Xavier Tillman Sr., I think, because he's another guy that could help a playoff team. And then other than that, it might be a situation like we talked about um, where the Grizzlies could trade into their exceptions that they have and maybe take on a player that has – a little bit more money on an expiring deal that you don't have to worry about paying next year as long as you're staying under that luxury line this year. So there is a possibility that they could do something like that as well on the margins. But I I think you nailed it. Like Luke is kind of the guy you got to watch, I think, as well as Xavier Tillman. Yeah. uh, By the way, congrats, uh, congrats to your Crimson Tide. Sole possession of first place in the SEC in basketball. I know it's just February. They don't hand the title out in February. But, I mean, I watched what Kentucky did last night. Cal still has not learned to foul up three. guess he's never going to learn. Nope. I'm enjoying the meltdown a little bit, not going to lie to you. Um, It's just fun because Alabama has a chance now to win the league three out of four years. That's crazy. And that's ridiculous, is, right? This is. is Alabama. This is not Kentucky. But Nate Oates is that good, man. Like, the guy's just a great basketball coach. He finds a way to motivate the team. We're talking about, you know, how the, the, the Tigers are falling apart and how he got rid of Monty Bates and that fixed the problems. Well, Nate Oates has now suspended who was the starting big man, Nick Pringle, at the beginning of the year twice just because he says – he doesn't practice hard enough or whatever. And so, like, he holds guys, you know, at least on the court, accountable. Um, and so I think he's just a very good coach. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I don't know if they're quite as good as, like, a Tennessee. Tennessee beat is pretty good. Um, but they definitely will have a chance to win the league in the regular season. I think the SEC is just that competitive. <clears throat> no doubt. Drew, thanks for the time, as Thank always, you, brother. brother. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you. He is Drew Hill. Covers Grizz for the Daily Memphian. Uh, Grizz, of course, back in action uh, and going to retire Mark's jersey on the uh, on the sixth of April. Cavs tonight, Jason. Yes, eight and a half point underdogs. Eight and a half point dogs. Cavs coming off of a, this is back to the back for them. They beat Detroit last night. Mm-hmm. Donovan went off. Absolutely. Maybe so, they'll be a little tired, John. Possibly. I mean, I feel like these Grizz are covering every spread. It feels like it. That they covered against the Pacers. They covered against the Kings. They cut. Co- they won out right against the Magic. They won out right against the Heat. I think they're. I mean, they're on a heater against the spread. And Vince is back. Yeah, I mean, like it's actually like a, like nobody wants to bet this team because they have like three NBA players on it. Well, they had eight people the other right. day. Right, but yes. you're getting inflated exactly. point spreads. You know, and Cavs on the second night of a back to back. Exactly. I mean, are, you, I mean, it depends on you, how healthy. Are you they- talking yourself into this? I, I bet, is I bet the Grizz money line live against the Magic, believe it or not, when they were minus 120. Well, you ain't going to bet no money line tonight. Or are you going to bet the, I'll watch the, the plus game. eight and a half? I'll watch the game first. Okay. I like you might game. jump in live, yeah. I see. I, I, could, see I could just tell, like, the Magic in that Magic game, because I was, like, watching it closely, I could just tell that the Magic were not taking the Grizzlies seriously. 
you know, that they thought they could just turn it on at the end of the game. And, I mean, Ingles still had a shot to win the damn Yeah, but, thing, it, but I mean, you live with that, bro. It, no, it was Ingles. Yeah. He had a chance to win it. So I thought. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you'll live with that. I'd rather I'd rather be in his hands than Paolo's or Franz or anybody. Well, Paolo was broke that day. Yeah, he was. He sure. He sure. But he is a beast. He, I gotta hand it to you, dude. Thank you. We found him. We found. We signed him. him up. We found him. A lot of people did not know about Paolo. Man, but we at, just out of nowhere here at Lyft. We we we. Bro fi- is legit. He's got the goods. Well, that's that's what we do at Lyft, man. We find players that are under I'm the so, radar at Lyft. Let it fly, team management. Maybe you're familiar. I mean, we have players like I Rob you Williams. Just got that jacket out of Macy's. Or we something. have players like Rob Williams. We have players like Paolo. We could certainly be on the verge at any given time of adding new high-profile players that you might know. Really? Maybe that even play here. You just never know what we do and what we're up to. Keeping you guessing at Lyft. No, I'm but one guy on this team. Is oh, really? I mean, you, I think there's a, actually a, a myriad candidate that we could actually sign. A myriad of candidates from this Tigers team? No, 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 no. Represent- I meant from the Grizzlies. Oh, for the, okay. Ah, yeah. Got you. Uh, sir, this is You're a, talking about future representation. Sir, this of is a Grizzly show. Future pros. Okay. No, yeah. Is it? I need a new college basketball team. Is it Arizona? I like Arizona. I, no, I was kind of with Tennessee this year until this last loss. Mm hmm. Now I'm worried. I think you're a Barnes Georgia, you're a Georgia Tech guy. Uh, remember, well, remember a couple of years ago, I was I was Drew. I was a Nate Oates guy. I was telling yes, you how great yes, Nate Oates exactly. was. But, that, but I don't like that he is a jerk. Yeah. And so it's pushed me off a little. But what you cannot dispute, it, he is a great, fa- fantastic basketball coach. Um, he owns the SEC right now. Yeah. Pretty much. Are you, a George, are you formally adopting Georgia Tech for the rest of the season? I don't know if they're going to win enough. Okay, so they're out. But come on, it's been a great first. What about uh, Purdue? For you like you like the way Purdue I hate plays? Purdue. I hate that Matt Painter gets the benefit of the doubt every year. Mm-hmm. I hate that, so I root against Purdue. Well, rest assured, he won't be getting the benefit of the doubt this year. You know that. I'm going to go with Arizona. Uh, that's who I am going to enjoy watching, um, and that's who I'm going to be rooting for because I like Caleb Love, and I'm happy to see him getting some, you know, some shine out. Yeah, I pick Marquette because it's got Cam Jones. He didn't play the other night though. So, well, we're not out for the season. No, I mean, but you. And Marquette's a good team. Marquette, not, they Marquette's could go not to going a, deep. They're not going. Could deep. go to a final four. That, that, no, the white, the 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 kid, the point well, guard. You, he you don't need 30, to bring. His, you don't need to bring. He scored thirty something points. Just just so you knew well, who I, I was I, talking about. I knew about. exactly who. You didn't even finish the word. I knew exactly who he's, you were talking about. Had thirty something the other day or something. Yeah, Tyler Kolick. He's he's good. He could shoot. He can shoot your way. Yeah. deep into a tournament. Yeah, and um, it's Big East. And yeah, so I, they they are trained. Let's uh, let's. Hey, Brad, who who who, who would you like to adopt? Is UNLV it, or, or is it Mississippi State? Are you are you adopting Mississippi State for the rest of the year? Now that we unfortunately have to we have to move on from Memphis. Gosh, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, I follow all of those teams. Uh, I, I'm a, I've been all over the country with my career. You guys have never. Oh yeah, because I mean, Illinois, you kind of have a little uh, my, affinity for I, them. Yeah, you so, guys forget sorry, the last thirty years. I've been traveling the country so for my you work. Should, you should adopt so, Illinois. You should get Illinois. They're the best that's, team. That's the best out of your squad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I root for Illinois. I root for um, but, Mississippi State. Well, you have to. Oh, you have to pick. You got to pick one. Okay. If you're all right. So you want me to pick one? We're adopting. Mississippi State is thirty-three at Ken Palm, but not going to be higher than Illinois. I think Illinois is ten. Yeah. I mean, if I were picking and I were just being selfish, I'd pick Illinois. Well, um, but I don't want to make it that easy. I think I'll pick Arizona. I'm making it easy. I want to root for a team that's going to win every damn game. They All right, play. I'll, I'll pick Illinois. Yeah, I mean, at this point. How about you? Who'd you go with? Jason picked Marquette. Marquette and Shaka Smart. It's got a Memphis. You know. you know what? I might pick Ole Miss. That's a fun one. Love That's a fun one. That's a great team. it's got team. my local connect and yep. um, I'm a fan of Chris Beard, the basketball coach. Yeah. You got Juju Murray. Yeah, that dude. He, they're going to make the tournament. Oh, I think they are, and I think they're so. Actually, how long are you going to be able yeah. to keep him? Is the question. Like he that. is, he is. I two feel years he is. Tops. He is the. In yeah, my opinion, he's the best. Two years. That's why I said tops. Yeah. He, he might be if going he ain't to this, cycle. this year. If he's he makes gonna, the tournament, he's going to be the name. Right. Well, what job? Well, what's going to come? Any what's job. In enough trouble? Big Memphis? enough <laughs> that's going to come open. No, I don't think. I mean, Memphis will only come open if Penny stepped down. Louisville, maybe. I mean, Louisville's probably going to come open, right? Yes, he would go for that. I think he would go for Louisville. Would they hire him? Of course they would well, because they, they they're not the Patino first. stuff, you know. But they're not first. Ole Miss has already done that's that. That's true. That's true. So you don't mm-hmm. get those columns that say, "Look, uh, at Oklahoma State could open up." I don't. I, I I think that's a job you leave for because it's Big Ten, Big, 10. Big Twelve, excuse me, and uh, and it's going to pay more. Wow, you know, that's tough. Maybe. I mean, maybe it won't. Maybe Ole Miss will match. I don't know. That's that's kind of similar against all of his old, his old. You know, well, he's comfortable with that. Well, Texas, no, Texas is gone. 
Yeah, they are gone. They're coming they're to the SEC. the SEC next year. Yeah. So that might be part of the – you might feel like the, – well, the Big 12's out in Arizona, though. So that's not going to get that much easier. So I don't know. It's interesting. That's the thing about Ole Miss' success this year. It could very well mean he's up out of there. Oh, yeah. But that's a that's a yeah. decision you make every time, though. You know? I, I, I would. Yeah, I figured, though, when they did it, they were at least holding, hoping to hold on to it for a couple years. Yeah. While we're on the subject of college he's basketball. rebuild. Anybody catch that Florida-Kentucky game last night? It was a good one. Barn burner. Yeah. And amazingly, it just it just I don't understand it. John Calipari does not learn. Dude was up three with ten seconds left in the game. Dude misses a free throw. Florida gets the rebound down three. Ten seconds. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Kentucky does not foul. And dude Walter Clayton drained a three, and it sent the game to overtime. And guess what happened in overtime? Kentucky lost to Florida at home. They lost in overtime because they didn't foul up three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, at what point are you just like, like did the, did the whole title game just not, you, you, did you forget that? I mean, I, I would, I mean I'm mean, i fouling every time up three. Penny it's, does it. It's just the analytical thing to do. Same coaches that have coached a lot fewer games do it now. It seems like common, you know. It's, Why would you give them a chance? It seems like it's coaching one-on-one. Now. I don't want to give you a chance. I don't need to test my three-point defense right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. It's just dumb as hell. And I had the under. So him making that was a killer. Oh, my God. It was 171 and a half. I was like, I'm going to get away with it. I'm going to get away with this. Dude drains a three. Oh. Ties the game 84 since oh, the overtime. Man, did that's have, brutal. I did, have, be... I did have the under on the Memphis game, though. I texted Jason immediately. I was like, when I saw that starting lineup, I'm like, oh, my God, a gift from the heavens. This, that total was 157. I'm like, there is no way. Because people are like, oh, Memphis, they don't play defense. They're just going to score. So, not with that lineup, they ain't. They ain't going to score that lineup. Eventually, obviously, Penny went away from it, but not before the game started 2-1 to one for the first four or five minutes. They had 22 points and a half. Yeah, man. So, that, so the shakeup backfired. Absolutely. And I certainly don't think you taught any lessons. Absolutely. Well, they, yeah, they do not. teach lessons they to don't, old people. They don't even close out, though. A team like Rice shooting 47% from the arc, all these teams get get to fire away at you. That's just what they that, do not defend the perimeter, let I mean, alone the interior. It's a three-point contest every time Memphis takes the court. It's ridiculous. You know? I you're mean, better than that, and you're long. All your dudes are six. Seven. Yeah, it's fundamental yeah. stuff. But we, you know, we've been saying the same thing about this Memphis basketball team for a month. It's crazy. Their, I mean, that rice the same team, talking point. Oh my god! You know, it's that's like, awful. They don't guard the three. They don't guard at all. They don't. You know, I mean, it's like okay. So this is just this. This is who they are. It's not fixable. It's Maybe not that dude at Alabama was on to something with the the heart of some of these dudes. Well, I, I mean, that to me is... Well, he was just talking about Nate Oates. I mean, Nate Oates was talking about Javon. It wasn't anybody. Yeah, else. I know. Maybe he was talking about Javon, who should be a leader and a dog. And starting every game, right? There should be a question about his. I effort. have a hard time singling dude out when he won you two games. It's a, it's it's all of them. Why didn't he start then? You know, frankly, uh, Penny said that he started him to bring offense off the bench. Clearly, he felt, you know, whether you believe that or not, that it was tactical. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. By, by the way, uh, L.A. is tweeting the show. He says people didn't know about Paolo, bro. He went to Duke. Like, what are we talking about? We're, yeah. we're, no, I'm, so, no, again, not everybody's an everyday listener. And they don't right. know your connection. You were joking. No, I mean. Paolo was. It was not a, a, a. He did go to Duke, didn't he? He did go to Duke. I never knew him. But it was a. It, it was Duke taking a chance on a player that had potential, but was not like nobody had seen that nationwide yet. Like he was uh, under the radar, not highly ranked. My stop. You know he was. He could. He couldn't. He Why could, you're com- you're confusing other people? That no, no, no. This now is, I'm no, totally confused. No, Paolo was uh, literally confusing. The guy he did, right he here. wasn't ranked. Paolo he was, Bancaro. He was not ranked. Paolo Bancaro was a. Discovery. Stop, man. He was, a, he was a gem. He was a hidden gem. You know? Let's see. High school rankings. Don't do that. You got Brad confused as well as clearly. Not, I don't know fact or fiction. You're not going to find him because he wasn't. He wasn't. He, wasn't Dude, he a, came here in like the a, Iverson Classic. A first team all state selection. He was the Seattle Times Player of the Year. Yeah, Metro I mean, ranked as the number two recruit. Number they, two recruit in the class of 21. They adjusted that after he made the league. They that's they all they always want to look better. They was like, well, we can't like not have the number one pick ranked. So I we got to go who, back. Who was who was tweeting? L.A. L.A. tweeted that to me. L.A. John represents Paolo. Right. He and Mike Miller found him. We found him. Now, do you get it? He was actually, we they, actually found him. And Mike actually him. does represent him. His, his home. But they had, found Paolo. He was actually in an earthquake. And his home had, uh, he was, un, we found him untrapped beneath the wall. 
Right. And we and that's we, the story they want. They're telling their story. And we didn't know at that time. Jeffrey would say, "Could he play?" You know, we we, we but we said, you know what? Let's take a chance on this young man, and let's see. You and know. now they got lift jackets. They're all. I one thought team. he was driving cars. It's like Team I asked Morant. him the other day. I literally asked him this at Dan's going no, away that's, party. That's Lyft let is, it fly. No, I know. I know what, what L- it is. Lyft is L-Y. I was like, is he driving cars for people? Lyft is L-Y-F-T. They've, they've clearly not done a good enough job with their branding. That says L-I-F-T. Yes. No, but, but the L has got a L-Y. thing on it. That's the car, the car service is L-Y-F-T. Got it. But the I in, in Mike's logo looks like a Y. No, I don't. See, that's why I was confused because I was like, are you telling me that's a Y, too? Do you think that looks like a Y? No, what I was saying was that that's why I was getting confused yeah. like Brad on Palo. Right. Yes. No. But, it's, so you have to be, like Penny, you have to be a little bit more clear yes. in your communication with yes. us. No, this is let it, I-T, you know. Let it fly. Team. Team. Yeah. yeah. Let, let it fly team. We find players. And they found Paolo. We find Paolo. We find Rob Williams. We find Tyus Jones. Okay, we find lots of good players. Y'all didn't find Y'all met with them, and then they decided to be represented by mm-hmm. you. You didn't find a damn thing. Discovery, like, a, like when you walk on the beach and you have the metal detector, right? You're looking for that. Yeah, I've seen people do that. That's what we do every single day. We yeah. wake up early. We find go to bed late. We're looking for the hidden gems, the uncut gems. You know well, what I'm you saying? found one in Palo, let me tell you. I, that's 100% right. What a discovery. I appreciate it. A lot of people didn't think we could do it. We did it. We do it every single year, man. And we're going to probably opt out of, of the draft this year because it's just really ugly. It's an ugly draft. So we're focusing most of our uh, most of our efforts on NIL. We have Trey Richmond. Uh, you may be familiar with Billy Trey Richmond. He's, on, he's, he's one of our clients. Mm-hmm. You may be familiar with VJ Edgecombe, maybe. I mean, maybe not. But... Uh, a lot of lot of up and coming players that we discovered. What are y'all y'all looking at Naquan? Uh, no one uh, currently from this uh, Memphis team. They have some internal issues they need to figure out before we you know we don't want to make that worse than it already is. You know what I'm saying? Because you can see where if the agents come in and then we we gonna, we're gonna get the blame. They are gonna blame us, right? So no, we don't. We're not. They got to fix that amongst themselves. Next story. So. Um, anyway, all right, we'll come back. Lots more to come here on the show. Jeff Cog is going to join us at 125. Jason and John, I'm trying to fan ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 